HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. The Houseman XP Podcast Network is taking you on the journey. Your host, Master Trainer Heath Hyatt, will combine his decades of experience as a houndsman and as a professional trainer that will light the path forward and make our packs lighter on this lifelong journey to become better hunters and houndsmen. There are no shortcuts, so lace up those boots and grab a dog leash. The journey begins now. Hey guys, The Journey on Houndsman XP is teamed up with Go Wild. Go Wild is a social media platform that was made for hunters by hunters. If you guys and gals have listened to any of the other podcasts that I've been on, you know what a huge outdoor enthusiast I am. I love being in the woods with my hounds. There's nothing more exciting than hearing the thunder of a spring gobbler. I love fishing for trout in the brooks and the streams, and I love being on the river chasing that ever-elusive fish of a thousand casts, the muskie. Go Wild is the place that I can post my trophies, hunts, and memories without being censored. But Go Wild is so much more than that. It's a place to share your stories, sharpen your skills, hone your tactics, get gear reviews, and shop for anything outdoors. When you make a purchase from the Go Wild store, everything is free shipping. Anything that you purchase anywhere in the country, no matter how big, free shipping. So go down to the show notes, click on the Go Wild link at the bottom, and get signed up today. And let's go wild. If y'all purchase anything from Go Wild, make sure that you're using the Houndsman XP promo code. And that code is going to be HXP10. So when you go in there and you download your cart, when you come up to the bottom and it says promo code, add Houndsman XP to it. Hey guys, Heath from the Houndsman XP journey. We are coming live from Studio B here at the Hyatt Ranch this evening. It's really not a ranch. It's like an acre with 13 barking dogs, but we'll call it a ranch. I can dream, right? Dream big. Today, we're going to follow up on some podcasts. We're going to talk a little pup update. They're going to be, oh, they're going to be a year old here next week. So we'll give everybody kind of a rundown of what the pups are doing and talk a little bit about bear hunting and dogs. So today I have got the wonderful and proud owners of these fine specimens of hounds that come out of spook and fancy. So I got Wes back with me today and Forrest. They're sitting in the co-chairs and we just gonna start talking dogs. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yep. Y'all been doing nothing today, haven't you? Working, in the, working at the house, remodeling. Working at the house and remodeling? Yep. What are you remodeling? The whole house, kitchen. Your house? Dad's. Oh, 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 oh. Yep. I got you. So. Wes, what are you doing? Building fence? No. Daniel's got me painting today. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Looks like you got some on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> Make her do the, the detailed work. 
Yeah, no, I'd, it'd be a bigger mess, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't like to paint. I can roll. I'll roll the walls, but I don't like any of the trim work. Yeah, paint moving. Not a fan. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, so our season's over, and it's kind of a down, down, down time. We did. I, I went hiking today, and uh, went back up on the mountain to the other mountain we hunt above your cabin, and hit a couple high points and overlooks, and we went to Barney's Wall, which always makes me nauseous. <laughs> like I just <laughs> when I get up on top of that thing I mean I really like want to pass out um, and then we went up to the tower and went over to the, the cliffs and looked over it and I didn't realize it until today and I, as many times as I've been there there was there's a waterfall coming off of the the right side yeah, right side and I've been through there and I guess today where the water was up a little bit you could hear it and actually see it through the trees where there's no foliage and everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've been in there, I can't tell you how many times, and I've never noticed that until today. So. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen it. So, then back to the nauseous thing, you know, he gives Fuzzy a bunch of crap about <laughs> heights. <clears throat> Here we are. Well, it's not the height. It's standing over towards the edge of that yeah. thing, and it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah, I just can't. I'm can't. not a fan of that stuff either. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get over it. <laughs> no, I'll just go under it. <laughs> okay. That's what I mean. You got to get over there to uh, get around it to get down to the dogs. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that ledge on the bottom. I can't tell you that. I'm a, I know two times in September, in training season, that I've had to climb up on that, that ledge on the bottom side and yeah. get my dogs off of it. Um, yeah, me and uh, one, of the, yeah, one of the guys was in there and... Like, we were shucking dog leads and everything to try to get them off of that mess. Oof. Yeah, he hung them up on it. Like, I, the dogs were just, they were baited up, but there was nothing there but rocks. <laughs> on a different podcast of There I Was on a Ledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, Wes, you were with me, and give us uh, your version of that day. Uh, that was that was more of one of my, my lazy days. It, it came back toward the end of the season for us, and... I had a lot of trouble this year with dogs, and things didn't go my way. Um, I had a lot of trouble with off game, as I did the last podcast we all done. Um, so I, I was kind of down morale that day, and Heath, Heath was going, you know. So they went. We sat in the truck. You know, they. I, I, I didn't want to, you know. I knew he was going to go by himself, so we went anyway, me and Clater that day, and uh, – Ended up being a good day for him. Uh, so he, I don't know if you've listened to the other one. He was almost out. And we were sitting in the parking lot, and you could hear the dogs. I was like, what are they doing? He's like, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> th- things got good. I said, you jinxed me. Yeah. That's what I said. We were talking about we didn't find anything all the way down that valley except fresh coyote crap. That's it. Yeah. And we were almost out. I mean, like I said, I was eight-tenths of a mile from dropping to the truck. And... You know, the dog's open, and I told him. I said, you just jinxed me talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, I hope I did. <laughs> well, if you'll jinx me like that every time, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, no, I hope I did, but then, then there I was in the parking lot. So, <clears throat> uh, But, no, it got interesting quick, and I tried to get in there and try to give him some help, but they come within maybe 200 yards of us. I had a handful of dogs. They just went right back up towards Heath and them and just couldn't help him. But he didn't need it, and like he said in other podcasts, it's probably better that there wasn't yes. 10, 15 dogs on that ledge in a hole. It would probably a different outcome, I'd imagine. Yeah, it would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and I don't know if I told this in the other one, but I'll tell a little uh, tidbit that when we turned to come back around the mountain, I had told Chelsea where to meet me at, which she's very familiar with that area because we hike in there a lot. In fact, we'd just been in there in November. And when I took off, and I was passing hikers, and some girl was pushing a bike down up the path past her and her mom. And like three hours later when I seen her, she had tears in her eyes, and she goes, I can't believe you left me. I said, well, you had a radio in your backpack. Like, get it out and turn it on. And then she ended up 
I guess she walked down to where you were at, or did yeah, you walk yeah, to where she, she was at? She wasn't far from us. She was just at the waterfalls there, so she probably wasn't <laughs> six, seven, eight hundred yards. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, you get that sigh of relief. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a little fussed at for that. So well, I can't help it. I mean, I, I, I was trying to keep up with them, and I just couldn't. If the yoga would be better, she probably could have made that hike with you. So, <laughs> you know, we, uh, me and her, and Chris had this conversation out at the shot show. And we were talking about, you know, you can you can do I done CrossFit, like you can do all, whatever you want to do exercise wise. It's different, it's just different. And I think where I have spent pretty much my whole life in the woods, there it's just second nature. And I think we all feel that way that you know we're comfortable. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. But it's a different it's a different fitness. It's a different level of. Um, being in shape, I guess, is to say. It's it's more for me like a drive. I mean, you know, those are your kids. You know, if they got them treated, you got something treated, you want to get there. And everything kind of goes blank for me just trying to get there in a hurry. And, and typically I'm uh, – The adrenaline. Know, yeah, I mean. It's like so. Fuzz, he says that all the time about me. He says that he, he can outwalk me, but when the dogs are treated, I always beat him there. Yeah. But Fuzz reminds me – of Flash off of Zootopia. <laughs> you know the sloth that works in a DMV and it takes him four and a half days to type out a tag? Oh, Lord. That's fuzz. Like, he moves at sloth pace. Like, when I get in a hurry, I always leave everybody with him. If the girls are with me or Chelsea, I'm like, y'all just stay with fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, fuzz. Can't help it. It is what it is. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was a good day. Um, I, you know, I, I think I thought about that day a lot, and, and you know, the dogs did a good job. I'm blessed. But if I had that to do over again and could had time to think about it, I'd have never, I would never have taken that bear. I just wouldn't have done it. Again, I mean, you could sit and describe where you were at a million times to, you know, different people, but <coughs> until you're there, you don't understand the predicament that you were in and up that we came up and you showed me exactly where the hole was and it was literally on a ledge and there's nowhere to go i mean it's that's a split decision that you can't take time to make yeah <laughs> i know but i just I, you know like i said if i had time to process it i'd just let her go let that's, her roll that's what i told chelsea down there because i heard three shots and i was like it's got to be a good one <laughs> you know the last time i heard him shot I mean, it's been years and years and yeah. uh, and I was like, hey, are you okay? First off, because I knew where he was at. I knew what was going on. I had six dogs, seven dogs in a hole. <laughs> I knew it was bad, but it turned out. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So let's catch up a little bit. Let's um, – have y'all been listening to any podcast? I don't care, mine, somebody else's. And if you are, what are you taking away? What are you learning? What's your interest? Um, The Boone and Crockett one the other day was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, the, the last one that that you all did really pertains to me, as far as the dog that I owned with the barking and missing. Which, which one was that? Um, Jerry. He was from UNC. He had Tar Heel. Jerry Tar-Kana. Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you What did you take away from that, or what did you think about it? I've just got some different strategies that I'm I'm going to try and pick up on with Jake. I mean, he's he's a five year old dog, so I know I'm going to have problems right off the bat. Um, when I got him, he had problems. It was where it became my problem. But the truck barking and stuff, you know, so I'm trying now to to load him every day. And he's actually am starting to see a little bit of difference. He, he knows now that he's not going hunting for right now. But well, as far as the barking goes, in the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, like you were saying, as soon as they hit a gravel road, they know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have a <clears throat> truckload like that, but not so much like him. But now I'm starting to take every day, every chance I get, go to town or the farm or wherever, then I'm loading him up and, and I'm stemming him. Because he's still barking, but the end result is, I think I'm seeing a little leeway with that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'll stay on it through the off season, and hopefully, I can teach an old dog a new trick. I think if you're consistent until August, I think it'll be different. Yeah, but you got it's the consistency, and I think, I think Jerry talked about that too. And we're all, I mean, we're guilty, and I'm like I'm guilty that I'm not. I try to be consistent, and when I am consistent, it's usually when I'm hunting because I'm out with them every day, yeah. and I, it's not an, it's not an issue. It's the off season, and 
not not doing it that way. But yeah, but you're just doing him by himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the problem that I have if I have another dog, then if I stem him in the box, he thinks that he's getting bit by another dog, and then he tries to turn his head. But he's mm-hmm. not a violent dog at all. It's just in his mind that's what he's thinking. But so right now it's just him alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really my main problem. Yeah. What about you, Force? You listen to anything? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I haven't listened to many. I listened to one with Jeff when he was in. Oh yeah. Hunting with us, and just his, I guess, philosophy and how he trains his dogs, and then the similarities and differences between working dogs and our hunting dogs. Yeah. But. Jeff's a world of knowledge. I mean, and it's uh, you know. Sitting in that classroom, and like I said, I remember it was in August 2013 in St. Louis, Missouri, and I was sitting in the classroom with him, listening to him and learning, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm so far behind the ball because I already know this stuff. I've been hunting hounds. I know what he's talking about. I've seen it, and I'm not applying it to the, the law enforcement side. And, I mean, it's a very humbling experience, like, you know, it just kind of deflates you, and you're like, all right, I got to do better. And, um, you know, we've been to Jeff's. Uh, Robbie and I have been to Jeff's a couple times, and, you know, every every seminar we go to, we spend time with him. Or, you know, we're around him or or just talking to him and and, and getting, getting any knowledge we can from him. And, you know, now he's, you know, coming up with us, which is even a bigger blessing. And you know they want to come back next year. They yeah. they enjoyed it, and he enjoyed it, and the the girls enjoyed it. Yeah. So I bet he'll be in better shape next year when he comes. <laughs> yeah, he'll, that walking stick he had it'll it'll be a little shorter, won't it? Yeah. But I also think too, like with Jeff, it opened his eyes on how we train, have our dogs trained of free casting and stuff, mm-hmm. picking sense up. And he was saying, um, I don't know if he talked to. He, well, he said a little bit about he could take some of that back to his dogs, mm-hmm. where he rather has control mm-hmm. about, like, letting them trail and stuff. Yeah, and he does a lot of fire trails, which, you know, in our, our side of the world, that's his. The dog's running off, tra- running off lead. Um, the person takes off, drops an item, and they take off into the woods, so the dog visually sees the prey leave, and then... The scent article, which is usually just a wash rag or a towel, or that could be a hat. I mean, I know when I was down there, I dropped my hat a lot. Um, just drop a scent article. The dog runs past it, and it reaffirms that odor. Oh, okay, I'm chasing you. I'm chasing this person. And then they, they have to switch it from their eyes to their nose because the person's out of sight. So he does do a lot of the fire trails, and that's how he starts a lot of his dogs. Um, and I've always said it. That our biggest hindrance in law enforcement is having that lead on a dog. Our my dog would probably be eighty or ninety percent successful if it wasn't for me behind it. I mean, really. And um, you know, now that I'm running schools and I'm and I'm teaching that application, the new handlers and they unless they have a really solid solid dog, you know, that experience it takes a while to get that experience. Um, and that's why maybe right out of the gate they're not successful at actually having real-life finds and deployments. But as they gain that experience and that dog gains that experience, then they seem to start picking up their, their success rate. So, I mean, I, yeah, that's something that I see. And like I said, I hate I hate the lead on on tracking with for humans because I know I'm going to mess my dog. Like, I know I'm going to either... I'm going to take a left when he's taking a right, and that's because I think I'm smarter than he is, and actually I can't smell what he's smelling. Or I stopped and, and missed a turn or, or something like that. It's all, And I'm I'm a, bank, I'm a boat anchor. Like, I'm slowing that dog down. I mean, and that was one of the things that, that, that he was talking about, too, is, you know, how quick the dogs got through the country. Yeah. I mean, just bam, bam, bam. And, you know, we can't, we can't allow ours to be off lead because then it becomes a liability. Yeah. Especially if you have apprehension dogs, then it's a double liability. And so, yeah. <clears throat> Wes, any others? No, there was something about, speaking of Jeff, there was something about his, and I was looking for it there while you were talking. Uh, he was talking about the dogs going so hard and getting gas, but I can't remember exactly. Humidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Humidity. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, him, me, and him got into a conversation one evening um, about the humidity, and he felt like that it helped him with uh, the scent scent association, and which I know moisture helps odor. I get that, but after we got to talking, you know. It definitely it gasses the dogs because they can't release their pet perspiration yeah. through panting when the humidity levels start getting higher and in, in turn that gasses them twice as quick um and you know we don't really have those issues during december it's late august and early nsf september though you know we keep saying our dogs are getting in better 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 shape well of course we're running them every day but at the same time weather two weeks into august our dogs are probably in the shape they're going to be in, you know. Then the every day this the weather changes and the temperature changes and the humidity changes, and I think that's where we see the big difference in them. So yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it different this year. I, <clears throat> I spent too much time in August and didn't hunt in September like I wanted to. It was just so hot. Yeah. So well, it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's well, dangerous. We saw what happened, but yeah, I mean, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the the pup update. Um, let's just talk about our pups and where they're at, what they're doing, and what our goals may be for this coming year. And Wes, I'll start with you. You're on the other end of the table. Um, I'm really liking August so far. Um, she's really settling down. She was kind of whiny on me here back in season in the truck a little bit, but um, she's got her quirks. But she's really. It seems like she's really getting comfortable at the house, and she's getting comfortable with me. And you know, I've I've just about probably ninety percent got her tone broke, not broke, but tone broke. Uh, and I'm, I've been out coon hunting her a little bit, and that's that's been some success and and some failures with that. Uh, I've run some off game to last night actually hunted her, and uh, it's uh, I'm re- I'm really liking the direction that she's headed, so. So what's your, yeah, I mean, I know we've been keeping up and you, you know, texting me and sending me videos and stuff. So just to put it out there, she is like a replica of Spook, except she trees harder than he did at that age. Like she sounds like him, looks like him. I mean, everything about her is him. Yeah. Um, except the trend. She does have more tree in her than he did at that age. Um, yeah, she's definitely, she she enjoyed After the first one we had back in August, we were out together with, with both the pups. Mm-hmm. And that's when things really changed as far as the tree goes. And the second the second one, the, the next day, and then every other time, you know, she's been packed in the trees and she flies in there and she's a, she's a hammered down tree dog. <laughs> but, I mean, she's not a, a lockdown tree dog, but she likes to get after it. So down the road, I think she's going to be just fine. Yeah, she's gamey. Very gamey. Yeah, yeah. More so than what I'm seeing out of mine. But so what? What talk about your successes and your failure? What are you What are you seeing good? What are you seeing bad? Or not bad, but what are you seeing that's not where you want it to be? Um, right now. So the, the last time that we hunted, I had a little issue. I couldn't get her really to leave, uh, you know. And we talked about it over the phone, mm-hmm. maybe delay her up for a little bit. But you know, she was doing, she was doing pretty good. You know, my neighbor beside me's got a uh, a silage pile, mm-hmm. and the coons are in there. And, uh, so we were, you know, consistently putting her on game and, and running game. And you know, she finally did a solo with her own coon. And then I thought, okay, you know, good, good, good. But then. We'd have a good day, then we'd have a bad day, then we have a day we wouldn't do anything, and then, like I said, I'm quite certain the last time I run them, it was a coyote, uh, her and Koa. Mm-hmm. Pretty certain of that, but I'm just going to keep hunting her, you know. I, I think that's all you can do, but I don't want to put too much too much onto, you know. They're just getting ready to turn, turn a year old here in a few days. And I don't want to pressure her too much, but I think she's in the right direction. I think she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like what I see out of her. Yeah. I mean, the, the little things that that you're running into is part of being a pup right? and a young dog. And maturity is going to take some of that out of her. And um, hunting her and exposing her is going to take it take take a lot of that problem out. So I, I don't I don't see foresee any 
issues at all. No, and I, and I have noticed. I'm, it <clears throat> seems like I'm better off if I take her and her alone. Mm-hmm. There, she's she has to be way more dependent, but it seems like she enjoys it more if there's another dog there. So like she's traveling, she's getting her 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 range of hunting is getting wider. If another dog is there, if not, then you know I've kind of got to be within probably a two hundred yard range, and she's coming back, mm-hmm. which is fine. The journey on Houndsman XP has teamed up with One TDC. This dual action support for oral health and mobility in our dogs. This unique supplement is so effective that it is recommended by top veterinarian experts worldwide to maintain and improve our dog's health in four different areas. Their oral health, hips, joints, and muscles, skin, coat, energy, and recovery. Guys, I've been using this product for the last six months, and it has been a game changer for me. If you're looking for something to help with the overall health of your dog, go to WorkSoWell.com and give this product a try. It is highly recommended by Houndsman XP here on The Journey. But that, again, that's going to come with maturity, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to come with maturity. Is she'll she'll start ranging out if that's what you want, right? And doing those things. Yeah, so, four or five hundred yards. I'm good with that. Any any further is just kind of not really interested in. But you know, if she wants to go deep and find one, then I'll get hey, her when I get there. As long as she's sitting under <laughs> yeah. when you get there, right? Yeah, as long as it's in the tree, not not running. <clears throat> yeah. Forrest, what about you? So uh, we lost Ash back in end of October. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, came home from work, uh, daughter, come running outside, said that the dog wasn't acting right. Uh, he was in the backyard. Um, we loaded him up, ran him down to the vet's office, and that was pretty much it. The uh, stomach had flipped, and he passed before we got out of there. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, so Ari, um, back first day of kill season this year she uh finally got her into a bear she could see it was a pretty nice one and when she was in there she treed the whole time i think oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that, i mean that was the first bear that she seen really good in the tree um i guess a couple times well we hunt her more. Um, I started cutting her loose with some other dogs, and she's real gamey. I would say probably more than Wes's. And she'd get out there six, 700 yards and start trailing, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't what we were hunting. Yeah. So uh, old dogs weren't going with her. So, um, But, yeah, she really turned around there after she seen the bear. Um. But she, I mean, she's she didn't make all the races. She made a few. Was that the tree? But, well, she was there the last day y'all hunted, or yeah, well, she was, when Addison got hers. Yeah, she was on the bear when Addison the second to last day. She uh-huh. was at the tree treeing. Yep. And then after she shot it, she just like fancy. She didn't really want to chew on it, but she was baying it like crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the last day, me and Hunter and Greg mm-hmm. treed that one. We put her in there, and she was streaming good on it. Yeah. And then <clears throat> we actually ran the second, another bear the last day, and we put her in there, but she didn't. She got hung up at the creek and didn't cross, and they treated it 450 yards on the other side. Was the water up? It was up a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, and I know I know the dogs don't mind water because we've had them in it. Even yeah. when they were puppies, they were yeah. back here at the pond. We take them back there and swim. So, well, I think because we didn't pack call, we just only packed two dogs when it crossed. When JJ brought the bear across, and uh, there's other dogs barking the truck. I think might have messed her up, but yes, that could be an issue for sure. Yeah, but <clears throat> I will say she's. I mean, like I was saying, she is gamey. She wants to trail and run stuff. Mm-hmm. I just got to get her. Put her on the right thing, straighten her up. Well, that kind of takes me back to what you were saying with with her acting like fancy, just you know, on a dead bear. I'm a little concerned with August on the other side of that because she flies in, and I'm worried that 
she's going to have to be taught a good lesson. I'd say that probably comes back from the daddy. But <laughs> I do see her doing that, and, and she's super aggressive with, with Coon as well. I mean, but the bear, she flies in, and I'm worried that she's just going to go in on the wrong end. Hopefully she's got some some guidance there if she does. So. Yeah. Yeah, mine, well, I'll give you a rundown of mine, and we'll talk about that. So you've heard, you heard Bryce and I talk about um, Attica. So I basically tried to split mine up as, as I was doing. I'd try to hunt Attica one day, Axe one day, and then Allie one day. Um, Attica, I don't know. I mean, and I'm still, I don't know how she did it or why, how, I mean, because her experience is very, um, is not a lot. I mean, yeah, we had her on, I had her on some bear. We had her under two or three, we led her, we led her into two or three, four trees uh, during training season. And then the day that, that um, you were there, mm. she actually made that race. That was the first race she'd made. And the race was exactly one mile. And then the second bear, um, when we got in, everybody had left and it come out with and me and you had Attica in, in August mm. and they went crazy. Yeah. And you remember, because you and I talked about the tone, how that tone changed in that bark. Oh, yeah, it gets deep and wild. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So the first day of season, you guys are on the other end of the valley. I'm coming in from the top. Me and Bryce are coming in from the top. Um, now, Attica had already started two or three races that day. Like, she'd went in there. And I know, because she's got a high-pitched squeal. Hmm. Um I'm not, 99.9% sure it was deer. She'd run them for a couple hundred yards, and I'd tone her. She'd come back. We'd, go, we'd keep walking, and she'd go another, do the same thing. She'd strike, go a couple hundred yards, and I would tone her, and she'd come back. <clears throat> well, we She'd done that two or three times on, on that day, and we had went around this curve, and Spook and Kate and... Maggie was in heat, so I had Spook and Kate, and they had went down to the creek, which was about 450 yards from where I was at, and was trying. They heard Greg's dogs and went down to them. So we were just kind of parallel them, walking, and lit, literally Attica went up on the re- above us about a hundred yards, and she gave out one of the big balls, just whoa, and I mean. Me and me and Bryce both kind of looked at each other, and I'm like, "That ain't no deer." Yeah. Well, we hadn't we hadn't took an, I mean, we hadn't walked another couple steps, and all the dogs on the lead blowed up. So I had Hart, Houdini, and Trip. So I turned Hart loose because that was my most trusted. Turned her loose. She goes right to where Attica's at, and, and of course, these dogs are barking on the lead too. So I know it's. I mean, I know it's a good a good track. She goes right to where Attic was at, and she leaves. Attica's with her. I turn Trip loose. Trip gets in there, and then I turn Houdini loose. They go up towards the top of the mountain, make a hard turn, go out the mountain, and then drop right back down and cross the path in front of us. Well, when they crossed the path, Spook and Kate heard them, beeline to them. Everybody got together, and they come down to you and turned and come mm-hmm. back. And um, <clears throat> So when they caught that bear, when they had went to you and turned and come back to me, we were standing there, and that's when they they caught and was stopped. And that's when Attica turned, like she didn't want no part of it. And I had noticed that in when I was in either down on the coast or in North Carolina, I can't remember. Yeah, um, she she wasn't a big fan. <clears throat> so she come out. You ended up catching her that day, mm. um, but she started that track. So I mean. She definitely wants to run, just like y'all. I mean, she wants to. She wants to run stuff. And throughout the season, I don't know that I got her on another good race. I, I don't know. Like I said, I was alternating the dogs and trying to take you know one here and one there. And if we had too many dogs, I you know I just wasn't taking the pups. So there was some times I didn't take them, but and then. The last day, the day that you were there and I and I ended up killing the bear over on the cliff, she, I don't, I'm just, I'm just going to throw this up there. I had her, I had put her on the lead because she was running so much off game. 
all the way down that valley, and we had to stop and wait on for 30, 40 minutes at times. Mm-hmm. So I had I had told Chelsea to put her on a lead. So we had her on a double coupler with Trip. And Kate's boot and Maggie was loose. <clears throat> and I don't remember where they were at, but we were we were getting ready to I mean, we were literally making that drop down to that first um big hard turn the switchback to y'all and she literally blows up on the lead and when i say blows up i mean blows up like you know wasn't she wasn't shutting up yeah even when i tried to make her shut up she was well spook and kate went up the hill and spook went right left-handed kate went right-handed and that's when kate ended up jumping Spook turns and comes back, and anyway, so I don't know if she winded that bear because Kate was almost 200 yards from me when she opened. I don't know if Attica winded that bear. I don't know if it was junk, and we just happened to be in the same area, but she opened off the lead on a double coupler, and none of my other dogs said a word, none of them. So I don't know, but they ended up catching the bears. I I don't know. That's interesting, for sure. Um. So Axe, um, I had him a couple of days. Didn't really get him in on anything for some reason. Most of the days I had him, we were hunting for the bear that we never did end up that demolished your dogs, and we never did actually get to get him. <laughs> um, so I really didn't get him in on none except the one that Danielle was on. And we well we treat two, two, that, two we, that day yeah, yeah. we treat two mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm trying to think the st- up the steep there down next to oh yeah 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 and I packed him from the road mm-hmm. with yeah so and he was he went in he has not been to a tree with a bear in it so me and Maddie was sitting there and I was talking you know me and Maddie was talking I'm like well that's his first tree that he's actually been to with the bear sitting up in a tree that he can see right but he was just barking because the other dogs are barking now my opinion of Axe he's a little rattle headed. Like, he's a little more, like, goofy than I prefer. Uh, I do feel like as he'll mature out of that, he's very um, sporadic. It's like he's got ADD. I mean, like, he's all over the place. Uh, When I feed him, like, until, I mean, still to this day, like, when I feed him, he's like a, a caged gorilla just bouncing off the pen. And I make him sit. We all seen it. Mm-hmm. I make him sit, and then he'll down. And when he's calm, he gets his food. I'm trying to establish that foundation, like Jerry and I talked about now, because he is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, Attica and Allie, they're not. They're not like that. But so I got him into the one tree that we that we caught down in the holler, and then the, the tree that Daniel's on, mm-hmm. which he got come into the tree, and then he ended up leaving. And then he ended up coming out where we come out, and I called him an hour later, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, got some work to do with him. But now he really did a good job in North Carolina. He stayed on a bear on the ground, first bear he'd ever seen. For two, he, he stayed longer than any dog that I had. Him and Hart stayed longer than any dog I had. Yeah. And I didn't turn spooking him loose, so don't, but puppy-wise. Um, he stayed, him and Hart stayed until those shotguns started going off, and it, it spooked both of them. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he was six and a half, seven months old, maybe not even seven. He wasn't seven months old at the time. So, And then Allie, yeah, kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in her. She's a pleasure to be around. She loves to be with you. She, Man, you can go hiking, and I don't care how she's with you. She's not got to the point where Axe and Attica, if they hear the dogs, they gone. They're going. She's not that way. So I'm hoping that a little bit of maturity will help uh, with her. Um, I didn't get her on any. I kind of had put her up. Actually, I didn't hunt her as much as I did Axe and Attica, just because of that reason. I wasn't in a big rush. and Plus, I had those two, and I didn't need to take her so much. But towards the end of the season, when Maddie was with me, I started taking her quite a bit. Well, I took her two or three times, not quite a bit. But, yeah, I mean, she goes. She's she's easy to handle. I mean, you go out here and drop the tailgate, open the dog box, she's in it. I mean, she, wants, she acts like she wants to go. 
Um, but the gaminess, I'm not seeing it like I do with the other two. Um, and like I said, she's not, it hadn't kicked in that, you know, when somebody's over here barking, you need to get in there because they may have something going on. She's not there yet. Um, which leads me to the next thing, talking about the dead bear. Um, my two, both of mine, they'll stand back and bay. They, they're not, uh, Attica was on the bear in the hole and, you know, if y'all remember me saying, she was over on the other side of that cliff booger barking. And, you know, you, you hound guys know what booger barking means. She was over there booger barking the whole time when I was trying to figure out where this bear had went. And she was standing 20 foot from it booger barking at it. Um, and, of course, the time I got all the dogs around there and everybody tied up and whatever, I mean, she stood there and barked for an hour just baying at it. But she didn't want, she don't want a part of it. And one thing I've noticed with my older dogs, too, um, like, their daddy's at Spook's not a, he's not, like, once it's over, he'd care less. Like, yep, okay, let's go get another one. Like, he's not that, he's not going to sit there and chew or, like, he's he's just not going to do it. The only dog that I have that does is Trip. Trip's the only one, and he's the one getting the crap beat out of him consistently. <laughs> um, you know, Kate. Kate'll, she'll do it a little bit, but she don't care. Maggie could care less. Houdini and Hart don't do it. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something that uh, um, this genetic, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> well, it's like, I mean, Fancy, she's, this year was the first time I've ever seen her get tore up on that big mm-hmm. bear. Mm-hmm. And had... Well, five dogs on it at the beginning. Well, from eight o'clock till four o'clock, every one of them got tore up. Wesley packed two dogs and they got tore up later in the day. But if you'd have told me that before, I would have told you she wouldn't. She wouldn't have got tore up. But she's never been that. We just haven't seen that out of her. I mean, this year was definitely different for Fancy. Yeah, I mean it happened. A couple of weeks prior to that, she didn't get tore up, but she was walking on the ground, baying a lot more than I thought she'd do. She, I mean, yeah, that day that um, that one y'all laugh at me for getting run up on my truck, Chief Run Up Bear. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> I just no, I just got higher elevation. Yeah, that's what it. I got. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that day, I mean, she was the last dog I called off of that. Like she was the last one. Um, they so, ran that. They ran that bear a long ways. Yes, they did. A long time. A long time too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, genetics. I don't know. But what I'm seeing for me, and this is just my opinion, I'm at the point that I don't care if my dog does that. At, at when when it, when the game's over, I don't care. And I, I do think, Wesley, that hopefully, if it was me, I would want, I hope August gets on a bear that's not vicious. Right. When she does do that, and she learns really quick. Yep. Um, and something else that we had talked about on, I don't know what podcast it was, but I really, the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's logical, is... That you know, Kate used to be the one that got tore up, and she'll still get a hole in her here and there. Um, she's not getting you know eat up, eat up like trip. But I feel like that the old dogs, if they just stay back and and bay and and walk and bay, I I think it helps the young dogs not become so aggressive. Well, yeah, just like any, I mean, they all learn. You know, they're all learning off each other. That's anything, though. But, yeah, definitely that. That's what I was, I was saying a minute ago. I, I hope that if that does occur, then she's got some good teachers there with her. Not Just don't pack the Forrester's dogs. Yeah, <laughs> Just don't pack the Forrester's dogs. <laughs> JJ. Yeah. Any of them. Well, having another one in a suitcase. Yeah. yeah, but they were in some They were in some country there that's not – they get back in some of that – them hollows with them big ledges. There's not nowhere to go. 
Yeah. Like, they're getting them rocks. It's not like they. it's open timber. Yeah. I mean, that big bear that day, I was 20 yards from him. Yeah. Could barely see the dogs, never seen the bear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. Um, but I don't know. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's mine. Like I said, I'm kind of, you know, the dogs are, the pups are okay. I don't, I, I will say this. I don't think any of mine are going to be above average. I think they're going to be the average. Even Attica, like, start, you know, opening on bear tracks with the, the, the lack of experience that she has. Um, I don't see August in her. Like, I don't see, I don't, I don't see August in Attica. Yep. I, I feel like in her current path, and if I can do the right work, and I think she's going to make me a really nice dog, honestly. There's my assessment with August. Yeah. I mean, I see the same thing in August. I think she's probably going to be the most all-around dog. Mm-hmm. Out of the pups. I think Ari, in my opinion, is going to be more of a a trail dog. Like, yeah. just like Fancy. But that could change. I mean, she's going to trail, she's going to run something, and she'll tree it. Yeah. Yeah, the dogs definitely have more treat in them than Spook. I mean, it, it was a year and a half, almost two years before Spook really clicked. With I mean he'd run the stuff to the tree, run them all day long, but that click. But I think where we've we've mixed you know put fancy with you know her being a registered walker, put that in with him. That's brought a little more of that tree out quicker, I think. But I think I think Attica is the same thing. I think Attica, like she's going to trail and tree. Um, I just I just don't see her having the drive at this point. Now it could change because they're going to mature differently. Yeah. Um, I see Attica and Ari kind of in the same field. Um, and I, well, let's talk about Axe. The day that, that they were up there and I sat in the truck, it was the day after I killed mine. Mm-hmm. And remember, I let all oh, three yeah. of them out. Yeah. And what I tell you sitting there? Yeah, we said, that sucker will go run something here in a minute. And what, about, about a minute, <laughs> there he was. I, I caught the other two. I caught, well, I had Attica, Allie, and Rogue. Y'all hear me talk about Rogue next year. He's my next project. I had them, and I got went ahead and caught them. And Axe was gone, and I told Wesley, I said, you just give him a man, and he's going to be running up on the side of this mountain somewhere. And I mean, I don't think we got back to the truck. No. And here he come, who raid a rail around the side of the hill. Um, he wants to go and run. Like, he wants to go and run. Like I said, it's, he's a little rattle-headed. I mean, I this guy says He's rattle-headed for me. Uh, I don't know. I think they're all a good mix between <clears throat> the two dogs, between Spook and, Spook and Fancy. I think they're a good mix. How old's Fancy now? Four? Uh, yeah, four. Four? Yeah, I, I mean, she really... I mean, she was a nice dog when you got her, but this year separated her, in my opinion. Like, she... Yeah, she'll be five in August. So this this year, this coming yeah. up. Yeah. So I don't know. So other than coon hunting, Wes, what are you gonna do in all season? You gonna work on Jake? Yep. Yep. I've got I've got Jake. I need to get Willow decide what I'm gonna do there. Mm-hmm. I've got some projects as far as dogs. So mainly, I just my main well, my main goal was August, but I'm not gonna pressure. But my second goal was to shut that barking up because I'm about to go nuts <laughs> and everybody else that hunts with me I understand it's, it's crazy but it's it a podcast a long time ago they talked about you overlook some of the faults because you like the dog and I have overlooked this fault but I do like the dog but is most, he like most days it, yeah besides the barking <laughs> if he's running I, I'd love to listen to him it's, that truck man it's just something about it I started he's got a I big old mouth on him too yeah he's got a horn but now, does he bark like it in a kennel? No, he's quiet at the house. I mean, you, you'd never know you had him. It's it's, it's that excitement with the roads, yeah. and he knows he's you yeah. know, we're about to go hunting. Or y'all talked about you know with with the podcast the other day that it was really relatable to what I'm dealing with. But he's super quiet at the house, hardly even barks when I feed. But that truck is just something else. 
Well, it's that's when that's when the fun begins. Yeah, no, I, I understand why now. I just I need to try and I wish that I had the knowledge, you know, from the podcast and stuff. But you know, I could call you any time of the day and ask you something. But I wish I'd got on this earlier because, like I said, now he's five, and I've got a five year old problem. So, well, like I said, consistency is a key. Yep, I would I would think. What about you, Force? What are you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna be out of commission, ain't you? Um, Sounds like it. <clears throat> yeah, go to the doctor next Friday, see about surgery. Yeah. So, yeah, my hound hunting, I guess, will depend on all that. For the summer? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be out too long. I'd say you'll be back in the game by September. I hope. Yeah. Or, if not, you can sit at your cabin and we can... Holler at you when we need to ride. Or at least go by and get breakfast every That's morning. That's right. You can fix breakfast. And <laughs> There's pros and cons to this for us. <laughs> I, can, I can turn some dogs loose. Somebody's going to have to get them for me. Yeah, and we would. <laughs> we'll get them. You're going to have to make sure Fuzzy takes his time off when he's supposed to. Well, who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Usually has something else on his mind in <clears throat> off season. Chasing that off game. Man, fast tail. Yeah. Poor fuzzy. No oh well. When are we going to get Clater to get a dog with? It ain't happening. I, I asked if he wanted to come actually come with us. Just listen today. He didn't do it? No. No. He's just he's very content with, with not having a dog. He's kind of the same thing. He's he's hunting other other things. and mm. <laughs> he's get his head on straight, too. That's wrong with these guys. Trashy. Yeah. Trashy, trashy, trashy. <laughs> so what's uh what's the plans this year? I know that one of my goals for the year is to get Kate bred. I definitely want to get her bred. Um so that's my one of my number one priorities is when she comes back in heat. And even so I, I I'll just kinda of let you guys listening know who so she come in heat in September, and I chose not to breed her because that means she would have had the pups pretty much in December, and I'd have missed bear season with her. And so I made that decision. This year, if that happens, then I'm just going to have to miss her season with her. I'm, you know, she'll she'll be she just turned four, and you know, I I, I don't want to keep putting it off. Yeah. You know, we need we need to get something going as far as as far as she goes. We you know we need some dogs, so we're all getting we've got these puppies here. That's really you know that's about all we've got right now. Yeah. As far as coming on, and, you know, I feel like you know Kate's going to be a contributing dog no matter who you breed her to. So you know, I, while we're on the breeding thing, I I'm going to sit down and. Um, you guys have listened to me talk to Jason Carter on breeding, you know, good to good or best to best. And, you know, I, I've talked to numerous hunters or bird dog guys that are in clubs, you know, European clubs, the German clubs, and they have such a strict and stringent, you know, rule. And now I've said it on here before, you know, I've bred dogs just to be breeding dogs, and I'm trying my best not to be that person anymore. Um, you know, Kate has a lot of good qualities, a lot of good qualities. The only thing that I don't care for is her being tight mouth. Um, but we seen this year and I'll ask your guys opinion. I mean, just tell it like it is. I feel like Kate's got a better nose than we thought she did. Yeah. Um, we, you and I've talked about it. We <clears throat> talked about it when we went up to New York and stuff, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> She'll get gone, and then when by the time you realize she's barking or running or the bark indicator's going off on the Garmin, she's jumped. Mm-hmm. She didn't go seven, 800 yards for nothing. No. Well, on the, the day that Brad killed his bear, like literally she went over the bank into that little hollow in, a, in some rocks, and she stayed in there and stayed in there and stayed in there. And we had walked a couple hundred yards, <clears throat> and usually, you know, she'll get done and come on. Well, she didn't. And I'll tell one on myself. 
uh, I was getting ready to tone her. And I was like, eh, I'm going to give her a few more minutes. We're not in a hurry. Give her a few more minutes. And then she started making some circles. And she made a couple circles. And then she started down the hollow. And she hit to the creek. And by then, of course, I've hunted in there. I kind of, I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here. This is interesting. She hit the creek, and when she turned across the creek and went started down the creek towards you, mm-hmm. Wes, like she opened, she gave them three yodels, yo, 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 and spook heard her. Boy, them ears come up. He perked up, stood forward, chest out, and I grabbed his collar. And when she yodeled that second time, she was about 100 yards in front of yep. where she was at, and then he just beelined it to her. Soon as he hit the creek, I mean, he squalled. And then, of course, then we knew. Right. Um, but then she had it treed before everybody else. But I'm there was nothing, nothing that I had started in those rocks like she did. Maggie was down there. Spook had been down there. They did not stay like she did. But she has a stubbornness about her that it drives you crazy sometimes. Dri- drive you crazy. I love it. Well, the day that you had to pick her up on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you said that before, but she goes and gets gone. But more often than not, lately, she's getting gone. She's coming up with something. That was one time that I caught her that she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But you know, lately, more often than not. And we treated a bear that day. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, treated a bear that day, but she was. I suspect something over there picked her interest and just couldn't, just couldn't work it down. But Well, if I had it to do over, I think I'd have just told you to let her go. Yeah. Just let her keep going and see what she does. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at that point, we're to roads and everything. The yeah. And- yeah. But so anyway, you know, my goal with Kate is to breed her to a really, really good male. Um, I have a couple in my mind. Just don't know which direction I'm going yet. But um, I want to make a good cross, give her every opportunity to produce the best thing that, that we can get our hands on and continue to strengthen our packs is my my overall goal. But back to the breeding thing, like I'm going to make a list and I'm going to start like, you know, start doing some checks. You know, uh, I talked to a guy in one of the German clubs and, you know, their temperament. Like that's big for them. Hmm. You know, if this dog does X, Y, and Z, he gets like three strikes and you do not breed him or her, whatever. So I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a list and, Start seeing if those dogs check the boxes. Myself, mine, mine too. Yeah. I mean, if mine's not checking the boxes, no matter how much I like them, sure. Then I shouldn't be breeding them. Yeah, that's same with me. I, I, you know, I love some of my <clears throat> dogs, whether they're world beaters or not. But I would never, at this point, the dogs I'm carrying, I, I wouldn't feel it would be responsible to to make a cross with anything else right now. So, I definitely understand what you're saying. I mean, the only three dogs that I've got that are catching game by themselves or will is <coughs> Spook, Maggie, and Kate. I mean, that's it. I don't have nothing. None of the young dogs have separated themselves yet, which two years trips to. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a little over two now, and um, Houdini and Hart are two, two. And then, of course, we have the pups. So I, I don't have anything separating themselves. Um <laughs> And, you know, me and Maddie had this conversation the other day, um, Friday evening. We we went out, me and her went out and grabbed some uh, supper. And, you know, she said, Dad, she goes, you know, I really, really, really enjoyed this hunting season. And I said, you did? She said, yeah. She said, you know, we got to spend time with the dogs. You and I got out a little bit by ourselves. And she said, I just really enjoyed it. You know, and that makes me feel good because, mm-hmm. you know, your daughter – is out in the woods tromping 10, 12, 12 miles a day, and she's not <laughs> crying about it. Yeah. And she had blisters on her feet. That day that um, that you caught Kate and you come around. Yeah, just you and her walked in. And me and her, and we ended up trending back in that mess. Same whole forest was in. Yeah. 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 That drug canister. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had blisters on her feet, and she never complained. Never. Mm. And I'm like, you know, honey, we got to get you some boots. Um, but, yeah, we were talking – about dogs and breeding and, and just what we had. And, you know, right now, I mean, Kate and Maggie. And Maggie's just a good, solid dog. She's not she's not flashy and fancy and, 
But dependable. She's very dependable. And this year, you know, I did see that, like, she told on those young dogs a couple times running coyotes. I mean, she flat out, man, as soon as trip started, she couldn't get back to me fast enough. And I didn't do nothing to her. Like, she just got, she'd come back. And, of course, the snow was on, thank the Lord, and I was able to to go down where the, they crossed the road, and there wasn't nothing but dog tracks, so there you go. But, yeah, I mean, Kate and, Kate and Maggie's the only two things that I, females that I have that I would, you know, consider breeding at this point. So my goal is to do better, better too, and, um, you know, produce dogs that we can catch game with. What y'all's thoughts? I mean, I don't. I I just have fancy the female. Um, it's the only female I have. Everything else I have are males. Um, I've talked to Wesley. I've talked to you too. I mean, Boone's almost ten. Mm. Um, I mean, I would breed Boone and Waylon to something. I just don't know what. I'm. I'm kind of like you. I'm not just going to breed to. Any other female just to get a pup. Yeah. I want it to be something worth breeding to. Well, I think if you're looking for the quality of dogs that we yeah. we want, I think we have to be more strategic in what we do. I mean, I'm really, you know, that's one thing this podcast has done for me is really opened my eyes talking to all the other guys that, it, dogs in general, and I don't care what kind, you know, hound, bear, hound, lion, hound, bird, dogs, retriever, I don't care what it is, but it's kind of opened my eyes to some big mistakes and some faults that I've had or done that, you know, if you're going to produce top quality dogs, you need to be very strategic in how you do that. And that doesn't mean that it's going to turn out either. Like, yeah, you know, I it's, could... Yeah, I mean, I think half the battle, you know, it's not really even on the dogs. You could take two top top-notch dogs and and ruin them by the way you know that you handle them like i said i think with these dogs and i I commended you last time we had the same conversation here about them how they were handled is i mean it's it's almost seems like to me 75 percent of it once they came up as pups yeah well i mean i think it's a foundation i mean i do i think it's a and you know i i learned that from the 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 police, the law enforcement side of it is when we when we go to these vendors and they've they've raised a litter of pups and pretty much put them in a, a big pen and a kennel and they haven't done a lot of hands-on stuff with them, their drives and stuff are still off the chart, but they're miserable to be around. Yeah. And, you know, like Pino, Pino was raised on a farm over in Holland and, I mean, they had sheep and goats <coughs> and Great Pyrenees running around and when I got him at 11 months old, I mean, he was like a two-year-old dog, maturity-wise. Yeah. And I do think that hell, I do, I'm a big believer in that. And I know a lot of hounds guys, you know, they're able to do that. So, I don't know. But yeah, pup update. Anything y'all want to add, take away? No. I don't think so either. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like August is the, she's she's a splitting image of Spook. I mean, that day that we were up there, um... <clears throat> on the that we had treed those two that that day like me and maddie was sitting there uh, august was on the right side and spook was over here on my left side and we're maddie's like i can't believe how much she looks like him and she sounds like him and i'm like yeah it was pretty um it was she's almost identical yeah and i think ari and Ari and Attica sound a lot like fancy. Yeah. Do you think so? Well, I I do. Yeah. I mean, Ari reminds me exactly like fancy. Yeah. And I told you that when I she's mean, a she puppy. I mean, she looks the same. <laughs> yeah. Carries herself the same way. Yeah. She's taller. Mm-hmm. She took after, she Is got she her tall? height after speak. I was out. Is she? Out of spook, but yeah, she's taller and fancy. Well, I will tell you, if you put August and Spook beside each other, you can't. If if you don't see what's who's carrying what parts on them, you wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, and just the sound too. I mean, they sound almost the same. They look the same. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're they're big dogs. I was thinking about that too. You can't expect, you know, they're younger dogs, but because they're twelve mile legs, they shouldn't shouldn't be making seven mile races. 
but I think we want them to do good. But oh, this year's gonna be a good year. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna we'll we'll know more by the end of the year yeah. what what we got. Like I said, all of them's already opening on tracks and running their own tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one out of the five that we have is is Allie. She's the only one that hadn't taken off on a track on her own. I mean, Axe, you better hold on to him because he's gone. And now Attica, she'll stay with you and hunt, but once she catches something, boom, she gone. And then yours is doing it. Force yours is doing it. Wesley, yours. Allie's the only one that's not taking taking off and doing what, doing what the others are. And I mean, I've really kind of struggled with keeping her at this point or letting her go. Um, she's, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her through training season at least and yeah. see if she. Turns around. Yeah, comes on. Like I said, she's easy to be around. I mean, she, you know, you ain't got to put a lead on her. She'll she'll go wherever. You holler for her, she's there. You open a tailgate, she's in it. Um, Attica's the same way, but uh, Axe is a little, he, he's a little hard. He's he rattle-headed. That's what he dollars to it. <laughs> he got some, he's, he's a couple bricks shy of a load. But he game in, he likes to run, so we'll see how it plays out. Well, guys, I appreciate y'all coming over to the ranch this evening. Yeah, thanks for having us. We'll stop by and get our brand here before we go. Yeah, I got a new brand. Oh, I don't even want to know. It's, it's the it's the Double Bar H. Uh, <laughs> find one better than that, I believe. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all coming over. So, help help. Thank you guys for helping us teach, train, or learn. Just learning about the pup update. <laughs> <laughs>